Welcome everyone to the fourth and long podcast. I am your host, Ajil, and I'm joined by my co-host, Edward, or Eddie, as he's so fondly known. Uh, this is week nine or episode four of the fourth and long podcast. Uh, before we get underway, I just want to bring up a few things. Uh, we have now made a Facebook page and Instagram page. So give us a follow if you are tuning in and you haven't. Um, just a real quick teaser here. If you stay tuned, uh, within the next week, there will be a massive giveaway. Um, so I'm sure you'll be sure you'll be very interested in that. It's to do with something I love and something very dear to me, and that's uh, involved in trading cards. There'll be some nice rookies up for grabs in that giveaway. So do stay tuned and uh, hopefully you guys can get involved. All right, let's kick the show off with a, another absolutely topsy-turvy week of NFL football. I mean, I couldn't believe the stuff that has happened this week. Let's kick it off with the news first. So Edward uh, or Eddie, what do you, what do you have, what do you have uh, for me this week? Uh, what's happened? I think we've got to start off with, um, lightning striking at new york and that lightning is the form of mike white um what a performance beating out joe burrow first jet to pass over 400 yards since the year 2000 and first rookie since uh cam newton to start and get over 400 yards so just a huge huge performance from him i mean i couldn't uh, i i really just couldn't believe what i saw really uh you'd think You'd think he was a number one overall pick the way he played on the weekend. Um, Mike White, I did say last week, you know, who was that? You know, who? Uh, I have to sincerely apologize to you, Mike White. You turned up, you proved me wrong, and let's see if you can do it two weeks in a row. It's very hard to obviously stay consistent in the NFL, so um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I did see a few things. Uh, I did see a few things in that game. Like, for example, Michael Carter having a good game. Well, we, we can get to the reviews very shortly, I think. Um, but I've got, I've got here that, um, you know, some big news, some big news uh, in regards to uh, trade is that uh, Von Miller has been moved on from the Broncos to the Rams for a second and a third round pick in next year's draft. That's a huge move. What do you make of it? Probably the biggest move of the trade deadline, I would say. Um, they're usually quite uneventful. Um, usually there's maybe one or two big moves. This is probably the only significant move. Um, there was talk that maybe someone would uh, pick pick up a running back, maybe um, Devon, uh, the Bears, uh, the Browns running back, sorry, who, who played at Stanley Dionis Johnson, um, maybe going to the Titans, but unfortunately they, the, for him, they um, picked up AD. So quite interesting there. So, but yeah, Miller, definitely the standout and also no Deshaun Watson trade for the Dolphins too. They, um, they've held off on that. I would say something will move after any allegations have been I would um, say resolved. that's a really smart choice. I wouldn't be yeah. putting money on Deshaun Watson right now uh, just due to his circumstances. So that's mm. a really smart move. It's not like Tua's playing bad. I just think they haven't really put a good game together and their running game is a bit lackluster as well. So um, yeah, yeah the, Von, the Von Miller move though, absolutely massive. I think it makes the Rams defense a lot more elite, their pass rush anyway. Um, they haven't really been playing amazing, but who knows? This could tip them over the edge, really, and it's, it's a good. It's good for them to push for a Super Bowl. Their offense is purring, so 
Yeah, this will give the defense much needed. I think it's going to give Aaron Donald much needed support. Um, they're not going to be able to continuously two-man them the entire time. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to think about the fact that Von Miller's there, and he's he's all pro, you know, Elite. consistently for the last five, six, seven years. Oh, yeah. On a, like, on a Broncos team that's lackluster at best. 100%. No, I agree. Um, they're not going They're not going anywhere this season. So, um, and, and I know it's probably tough for Bob Miller. He wanted to stay in Denver, but... I think he um, wants a ring. <laughs> don't, don't they all? <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Uh, we've got... I've got here uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, unfortunately for me in my fantasy, he was, uh, you know, uh, designated as out not too long before the game started, which sucked for me. But uh, he is stepping away from football to focus on his mental health. You know, it's uh, it's sad to see such a talented guy like Calvin Ridley, who has been so mercurial over the last year or so, really, uh, to to end up like this. But you know, my best wishes to Calvin, and I hope. He comes back stronger and better than he was before. Yeah, it's um, it's got to be tough when you're touted as one of the best hands in the game, and then you probably haven't had as good a season or a start to the season as you would have liked. Um, dropping lots of balls, um, definitely something else going on in the off field, and that certainly affects your in-game play. Um, but yeah, my remorse goes out to Calvin, and I hope he gets his head right because the game's always better when we have superstars like him in it. I agree. Uh, that leads me to someone I have no remorse for this week, Mr. Mr. Las Vegas Raider, or former Las Vegas Raider, Henry Ruggs III. Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you detail what's happened here. Yeah, so 3.36 a.m., um, this was the Tuesday, I believe, the Tuesday morning, he was caught. Um, well, he uh, caught and arrested... Um, for DUI causing resulting in death. Um, some more information's come out recently about the speed of the car that was traveling. Um, it was about 126 miles per hour, so well over 200 clicks, um, twice the legal limit. Um, he was dropped by the Raiders later that day. He faces two to 20 years uh, jail time at a minimum. So he better yeah, get really, the lawyers. Yeah, well, he's got the money for it. And one has to beg the question, why would you get behind the wheel of a car when you're that intoxicated? You don't need to. you got the money for There's many means to get yourself around. But at the end of the day, a life's been lost. And that's that's the saddest thing, I think. You know, that's yeah. something that Henry's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. It's not. I don't think that's going to be easy. You know, Personally, I haven't been in that situation. But I don't think it's going to be easy to know that you've taken someone's life. One... Two, he's thrown his career down the drain. Uh, that's it's ridiculous, really. Um, NFL has like a deal with Uber. Uh, aside from Uber, you have all these other types of services that you can use. Hell, you can use a taxi if you really need to. Driving at double double the limit of the alcohol that's permitted, and traveling that fast, he rear-ended he rear-ended that Toyota Rav Four. He was driving to Corvette. And that car burst in flames, uh, killed killed a young girl, 23, 24 years old, and her dog. My my thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family uh, through this tough time. Uh, and I have, you know, Henry Ruggs should be, 
any punishment that comes his way is deserved. It's uh, he's just made some really poor decisions for a guy that's in such a great situation. You've got to have some sort of attribution to this. That this is maybe because the Raiders aren't Oakland anymore, and you put a twenty-two-year-old with millions of dollars in the middle of Vegas. This is off a bye week, so I'm not, you know, making any excuses for his actions at all. It's just, you know, it's good to keep all of that in context. The um, uh, I know the Golden Knights, the hockey team. They um they really had a really good inaugural season because of the fact that when teams came to Vegas they partied, so it can have a direct correlation to athletes' uh, mentalities and what they want to do and their decision making. He's tw- he was twenty he's twenty two. Yeah, he's a so, young kid. So you give a kid like that millions of dollars and they're going to make mistakes. Unfortunately, this mistake cost someone's li- else's life and his career. Yeah. Tough break. Uh, right, let's uh, let's get let's get cracking. Have you got any other news for me, Ed? I think the only thing we do need to cover is that we forgot to mention last week was uh, Tom Brady getting six hundred passes. How uh, can touchdowns. I forget the absolute goat of goats, Tom Brady, my guy? Yes, the six hundredth pass. Unfortunately <laughs> for him, Mike Evans uh, gave the ball away to a, a fan, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, he kind of. I feel like he gave it up too easily. Um, he could have held out, held out for a massive ransom for that ball. Yeah, it's. Um, he, I think he got he got compensated quite handedly. Apparently, Tom Brady's giving him a bitcoin as well. Um, yeah. he, he came out and said that on Monday Night Manning, so that was that's quite interesting. Um, but yeah, one bitcoin like that, nice. But one bit one bitcoin could be worth more than that ball at some point. At some stage, yeah. Well, we won't <laughs> that, speculate that. But that ball was definitely worth some serious coin. And I would I think have held on to that ball for dear life, I tell you yeah, right now. That's the only leverage you got until you give it away. Yeah, once you give it away, it's. I think they only gave him like $30,000 or something like that. Or even yeah. less. It was quite bad for how they compensated him for you know, that ball. You know, Essentially, possession, possession's nine-tenths of the law, and he had the goddamn ball. So, <laughs> I mean, kind of crazy that he would just give it up willy-nilly. Um, but hey, as long as he's getting a Bitcoin from Brady, that's actually not too bad a deal. Yeah, not too bad for just showing up to a game. The only other thing to mention would be the Aaron Rodgers meme that will forever live on um, oh after getting Lord. after getting hit in the uh, Cardinals game. The um, internet was pretty quick to jump on that. The internet and, is uh, undefeated. Aaron Rodgers did say that as well after the game. So um, if you guys haven't checked out the meme, there are plenty. Go check them out. It is honestly internet gold. It's football gold. It is Aaron Rodgers gold. It is just gold. Yeah, we're just one of those uh, good time Monday night, you know, Monday Monday morning for us sort of sort of things. Brightens your wake up when you see that sort of stuff. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's keep it rolling on to our reviews for the week. So let's start with the Thursday night football game, the Packers and the Cardinals. Packers ended up winning this game. Um, what what I said was going to be the game of the week. And then, you know, as the injuries and whatnot came through and guys were inactive, it wasn't, it didn't build up to me as game of the week. In fact, it ended up being one of the games of the week. It had to be Aaron Rodgers without targets, Manages to get it done. Big Daddy Rogers. Like, I mean, the man is great. You know, you can't, you can't deny that. 
few noted few noting points from that game. I mean, Robert Tonyan, he uh, tore his ACL, definitely likely out for the season. Uh, Cardinals, three turnovers in this game hurt them, especially that AJ Green one at the end of the game where he just didn't turn around to pick the ball up and it was an interception. I don't know about that play. I think they got to sort that out. Uh, David Bakhtiari, he returned for the Green Bay Packers and that O-line turned up and protected Rodgers really well. Uh, Randall Cobb, the old Steve, keeps on mowing through with two touchdowns, no receivers. So, I mean, there's only one guy that's going to eat it up and that's a guy that's already got a telepathic relationship there with Aaron Rodgers. And Green Bay ran the ball well. You know, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon dominated the game. They needed to burn clock. They needed to control the game. And they did. Uh, it was it was a really good win there for the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, collectively, they had one loss between them going into the game. And they handed the Cardinals their first loss of the season. You know, what a game there for, for the Green Bay. Yeah, I would, um, I to be honest, I think A.J. Green really lost them, the Cardinals this game. They were in for all money there. They were going to yep. turn that around. Um, so this is very much, this was a bit of a gimme from the Cardinals. Um, that's to me, just shows a little bit of inexperience from your quarterback. Yep. So when you've got two really good teams, you've got to pick your vet. And um, I I had the Cardinals for this one. They just look like an overall better team. The, the Green Bay offense has been good, but it's stuttering. You know, they're not producing huge, huge uh, numbers each game. They're, they're really low ranking from that perspective. So even after this game, they're still not top 10 in passing yards or in touchdowns or anything like that, but they're winning games. So that's all you got to do. And winning games is the, the name of it. You know, as long as you keep winning, you keep moving and that momentum sort of carries you through. I think having Devontae Adams back this week is going to be huge for them. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, but I, another bit of recent news is Aaron Rodgers has contracted the old COVID. He's tested positive. And he's in protocols, so don't be expecting him to play this week. I think that will be a minimum of 10 days out. That's something we should have actually covered as well, Aaron Rodgers being out. He actually lied to NFL about being vaccinated. So there's something uh, you don't see every day. I don't know whether he's going to get fined about uh, fined for that, but it's uh, a bit odd. You know, you do, I would have expected him to be vaccinated. You know, you want to protect your team. You want to protect your sort of weekly availability and, you know, being able to play because you know, you got to be on the field. Uh, just just a real weird decision. But, um, yeah, no Aaron Rodgers this weekend, which will be tough for the Packers. Yeah, tough for the Packers this weekend for sure. Um, possibly all, also going to miss the Seattle game too um, if it goes for as long as it could do. So we'll just need to keep an eye on that, which yeah. also means love gets a start. So that'll be it. Here we go. Let's see what the kids got. All right, let's uh, move forward to the Cowboys and the Vikings. The Cowboys ended up winning 20-16. First thing I want to note is uh, no Dak, no problem. Cooper Rush, hello. Hello, Cooper Rush. Uh, man played quite well, uh, not going to lie. That was a, it was an interesting game, really. Uh, definitely expected Kirk Cousins to play a bit better as well. Um, some things I noted definitely. Micah Parsons, my absolute God, you are a machine. 11 tackles, four for loss, and two stuffs. Man, he is a really good linebacker, edge presence if you need to use him there. I think he's got a bright future in the NFL. And he was definitely going into the season, one of my you know guys to watch in terms of like a real top draft pick. 
Um, the D held Minnesota to less than 278 total yards. And Minnesota were one of 13 for third down situations. That's crazy. That's, that's a really good defense, a defense that can shut you out when they need to. Um, and, and that Cowboys defense is going to keep getting better, I think. They've got so many young playmakers, it's, it's not funny. And uh, the other thing is Kirk Cousins. Six of 15 uh, completions for 29 yards when he was put under pressure. That's very uncharacter- uncharacteristic of him, especially the season he's been playing quite elite, definitely. Yeah, the last part of um, last season, definitely the first half of this season, Kirk has been playing really well. Um, Dallas Cowboys, just an elite team, definitely just got to keep that train rolling. Um, without Dak, they still perform. Um, still perform well. The offense is relatively similar. They don't go to Schultz as much without Dak. He only got two targets, um, caught both of them. So they definitely play a slightly different game, rely a little bit more on the run, um, and maybe don't throw the ball as much, but they still can throw the ball and still produce a ton of VR, um, ton of points. Um, yeah. and, the Vi- and the Vikings had a good shot here at points, but yeah, just that not being able to convert under pressure and just getting too many, not well, not getting enough third down conversions hurt them way too much. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's uh, move on to the Bucks and the Saints. The, uh, the Saints ended up winning this game quite handily, actually. Um, (laughs) What can I say apart from the Saints take Brady off his game? Again, they have lost now three three of five meetings since 2006. Brady threw two interceptions. Uh, They lost a fumble strip sack, and there was three total sacks on the day from that Saints defense. They absolutely purred in this game and Brady has now lost four out of six games in the Sean Payton era which means Sean Payton definitely has a formula of how to contain or at least put Brady off his game um, and that's something you know really important I think in this era to be able to put a guy like that off his game. Uh, Jameis Winston unfortunate to see uh, he did get an injury during what was called as a horse collar tackle he is torn as ACL and he is done for the season. Trevor Seaman played well, uh, to be fair, to see it out. Unfortunately, uh, not he's not going to be what you want him to be. It's, it's just that the Saints defense turned up and played really, really well this game. Uh, Brady, just a few facts here that Brady passed Breeze for the most games with three or more touchdown passes. It was his 98th all-time. And unfortunately for a lot of people that want to see Gronk back, he is out again. Um, he was targeted a couple of times, uh, but he's out with a back injury. I don't know how long that's going to last, but uh, things are not all rosy in Tampa at the moment. Yeah, um, Bucks got handed to a little bit. Uh, basically, they didn't get the run game going, and that's really what you need to have. You just got to... You have to have the run game needs to be a threat so you can get rid of that double high shell. That's what they weren't able to do. Tom mm-hmm. Brady's still the passing leader in the NFL. They're still averaging 330 yards per game by the, through the air. It's not like they can't throw the ball. It's the fact that they couldn't get the run going at the same time, which means that the deep uh, offense was a little too one-sided and the Saints just seem to have Tom Brady's number. It just seemed, he just doesn't seem to like going and playing the boys from... Uh, New Orleans. No, I think they 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 the defense played absolutely elite. 
Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens when they get a successor to Drew Brees in there uh, to run that offense. Because, I mean, again, they've got Alvin Kamara as well, and that's half of what you really need. They've got good players. I think they just need a really good quarterback, and they can be right back in the mix again uh, with that defense that they have. Yeah, if they had a top 10 quarterback, no worries, but they don't at the moment, especially now. Now they'll be digging down deep into the depth charts. All right, let's uh, keep it rolling. The Patriots and the Chargers. Well, well, well. I've got the hat on, got the T-shirt on, and I'm absolutely stoked. Let's go, the Patriots. Let's go, Mac Jones. The kid is special. I say it week in, week out. He's got the sauce. The Pats, uh, back to 500, you know. Something I didn't see happening all too soon this season. You know, you didn't expect it with a rookie quarterback coming in. The defense is playing out of their mind as per usual. Uh, Two intercepts on the day. Can't complain. They held Herbert to uh, under 52% completion rate or less in both meetings that they've had with him. So there's one thing Bill Belichick does and that he eats young quarterbacks and he ate Justin Herbert again today, uh, on that day. The, the Pats' clock management was really good in this game. They ate almost seven minutes of the clock in one drive with a one-position game, ending in a field goal to basically ice. It's This team, to me, you know, it's, it's eerily familiar to the Patriots of the early 2000s where, you know, you had a young, fresh, baby-faced Tom Brady but an absolutely elite defense that played mistake-free football. You know, you don't turn the ball over, which is, you know, Bill Hammer's people that turn the ball over. You don't turn the ball over, you're in position to win games. And, you know, another a, a great fact for Justin Herbert is his worst passer rating and completions of his career have been against the Pats. 66.7 passer rating and 51.4% completion on Sunday. That is kind of nuts when he's been, you know, playing really well against other teams. Yeah, Herbert really struggled. Um, the Chargers really struggled. They're doing Charger things. Um, Chargers fans know all about this. They look really good, and then they look really bad, and they look mm. really good, and they look really bad. The Pats um, just keep on improving. The They're currently... You know, they're definitely in the making to make a wild card at this stage, especially now that there's three teams that can get through. Um, not many teams in the AFC that are at 500 or more. Um, it's a pretty weak, weakish sort of conference in general, but the Pats are definitely rising to the crop there, especially with some teams where you would think that should be doing better aren't, and the Patriots seem to be on an upward trajectory trajectory while other teams are going downwards or spluttering at the moment so just all well all good news for mac jones and the pats yep i agree uh i'd be so happy if we made wild card you wouldn't even believe uh and i'd, I'd love to see mac in his first playoff game really bet him in show him what it's like and uh you know good thing only good things can happen from getting experience in the playoffs and yeah. i believe that you know if we can make wild card you know, you could see a nice little uptick in Mac Jones next year for sure. All right, let's keep it uh, rolling then. This one is something that'll put an absolute big smile on your dial. The Seahawks beating the Jaguars 31-7. to Absolute blowout. 
Geno Smith's first win for the Seahawks. I mean, wow. Who would have thought Geno Smith would actually win an NFL game? But here we are. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a monster game, 12 receptions, 142 yards. And DK had another good game, six receptions, 43 yards, but two touchdowns. One of those catches was insane, really. Uh, back shoulder, almost one-handed, basically, and you know, tippy-toed into the end zone. Kind of crazy. Um, surprisingly, the Seattle D shows up, you know, uh, an ode to the Legion of Boom. Uh, they, they played quite well. Uh, kind of crazy. But on the other hand, the Jags look lost, you know, not really sure of their identity. Urban Meyer, I feel, may be out the door soon. But the owner... The owner has absolute confidence in Urban Meyer. I do not know how. I do not know why. It's it's kind of baffling to me that you would have so much confidence in Urban Meyer, who has done absolutely nothing, you know, to suggest that this Jags team is getting any better. Um, a, a lovely fact that you will uh, you will lap up. DK Metcalf is the fifth wide receiver in Super Bowl era with over twenty five hundred receiving yards and 25 or more touchdowns in the first 40 games. The other guys, really great players. Uh, it is Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and Odell Beckham Jr. Maybe not so much the last one proven yet, but definitely the first two. Yeah, two of those guys, I don't mind the comparison. I would say it's got a lot to do with how big the guy is, um, more so than how good he is at, say, a route runner or a, or a receiver. He's definitely a, like, deep threat, special man, you know. Um, but I like when Tyler Lockett gets the ball. When Tyler Lockett gets the ball, that means we're playing like we're playing a better game and we're not trying to do these massive big throws. DK only, hit, only got six receptions, 43 yards and he got two TDs. So, you know, that's that's good from DK. But when Lockett's picking up 12 receptions, 142 yards, that's the guy that's really doing our work. And it's and it's really good to see that the old the older wide receiver who's is still showing out to be elite. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, great game. Let's let's see what happens moving forward. All right, uh, a game that we don't really need to cover too much. The Denver Broncos beating the Washington football team 17-10. to 10. No Von Miller or Bradley Chubb. No problem for the Broncos. Uh, multiple sacks, lots of QB pressure. Uh, Chris blew it, the kicker. He actually blew it on two kick attempts. Blocked by Denver. I really think they probably need to find a new kicker. Uh, and even though Teddy B is, um, has completed 70-plus percent uh, and no interception on all of his Denver wins, bearing in mind no other QB uh, has more than three in 2021. And also, the opponents haven't been anything to write home about. Um, the Denver office is still struggling. Uh, Jerry Judy's back. Who knows? Maybe next week uh, he'll, you know, he'll pop. But, yeah, I got, I got not, not much to say about this team. Two dumpster fires of uh, franchises at the moment um, who aren't really going anywhere. Yeah, I am... More interested to see how well Jerry Judy does and how he comes back, see if he can keep playing well. He only got four targets, four receptions. Um, he made a pretty crucial play. So good to see him get back there. I think a, a, a really cool guy to watch, though, and is going to keep on getting a lot of targets. Um, you you quite like him as well as Javante Williams. That kid's going to – he's going to do a lot of stuff. He The problem is they're in bad franchises. If he could go to a place like the Titans or something like that, a guy with his skill set 
would really thrive. Um, they're struggling with a pretty mediocre quarterback at the moment. And that, well, he's a, he's a lead back. You know, he's a bell yeah. cow back. He can run yeah. and he can catch. So, you know, for Denver, they're not really in a hugely winning situation. I would run him. Just run him. Don't worry about Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's going to be out the door in the next few seasons. Like, you focus on the young kid that has broken off a lot more explosive plays for you this season than Melvin Gordon has. Yeah, and he might not be, like, getting huge yards, but you you just got to keep running him and just got to trust trust him a little bit more. Um, the Broncos are just going to be a shell of a team now, though, without, without Miller. They're going to miss that defensive... You know, superstar. They really are. Yeah. All right, let's uh, keep it rolling then to the Eagles and the Lions. Again, not much to say here. Eagles routing the Lions 44-6. I expected the Lions to stay within touching distance. They did not whatsoever. Kind of crazy, really. Uh, they actually now look like the worst team in football, which is, uh, you know, after weeks of fighting, it's finally come to fruition. Uh, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard combined for 117 yards and four touchdowns after their running backs only combined for three touchdowns weeks one through to seven. They decided to run this time and they sacked Goff five times and had a fumble return touchdown. Yeah, it is what it is, right? Yeah, unfortunately, um, the guy that's really missing out here is Jalen Hurts. Um, he only threw the ball 14 times and he only got 100 yards. And it's you're kind of looking at him and you're just going, so they've completely given up on you now and they're just going to run the ball? Uh, like, is that what's going to happen? Because it, it, I feel bad for the guy because he's, yeah. he's a phenomenal talent and it's like you've got to give him more of a shot than that. Like, Get a couple of touchdowns through rushing, that's fine. But let the guy pass the ball a little bit more. You know, you've got some, you've got a guy called Devonte Smith out there. Give him the ball. Yep. Let the kid, let the kid do something. I mean, that Draft was a game to do it. It's against the Lions, you know. Exactly. Like it's not like their defense is any chop, and the Lions look completely lost. Like they they play. It seems to be that they play as good as what their opposition is, or as good as what they think their opposition is going to be. If they, they, it's almost like they thought the Eagles weren't going to be any good, so they didn't show up. And the week before, they know the Rams are going to be really good, so they show up. Turned and it's up. like, yeah, and it's just like super disappointing. Um, DeAndre Swift only gets averaging two point two yards rush. That it's just super uncharacteristic. It's just like, just what what is going on? Yeah. Future is not too bright there, I think. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to definitely monitor that situation moving forward. Uh, let's keep it rolling then to the Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers ended up winning nineteen to thirteen. Donald played actually well this week before exiting the game with a concussion. Kyle Pitts without Ridley, as we uh, brought up at the start of the pod. Um, no Ridley, so Kyle Pitts was doubled. He really did struggle to you know get anything going. Uh, Stefan Gilmore had his debut and he had an intercept. Surprise, surprise. And Atlanta had no sacks. Their defense is a problem. If they are to make any moves in this trade window, they got to get some pass rush. And the Panthers rushed a season high 203 yards, which is the highest since week five, 2019. All this without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, change the game plan. Our quarterback's not very good, so we're going to run the ball. That's mm -hmm. what that was. Um, they have 
to be honest, Arnold getting the concussions, it's just it's just worse and worse for him. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him on another team next year. The Saints are looking for a quarterback. So, you know, who knows? It's gonna be um gonna be interesting. The Falcons have got no real value now, apart from Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. There's pretty much no one else on that offense who can really do anything. Uh now that Ridley's gone, it's not like he was having a stellar season anyway, but now it's just, they're just so lacking in weapons and their defense is really poor. It's Matty Ice has to come out and just ball every single game if they want to win. And that's too much pressure for him. He can't do that. I agree. Um, for, for an old guy like him, it'll be hard to sort of, you know, produce like he has been over the past like five, five, seven years, you know, which he's been at an elite level. Especially without the weapons, you know, you take Calvin Ridley away and, you know, people can easily double Carl Pitts and, you know. And all the guys they lost last year, you know, it's not yeah. like they've yeah. So they've yeah. just, they're almost gutted now from a, like a, from a team's perspective and they don't have a depth in receivers. Yeah. All right, let's uh, keep it, keep moving. Then the 49ers beating the Chicago Bears 33 to 22. This was a good game. Um, I liked it. Jimmy G bounces back after a lot of pressure from his coach, uh, Shanahan, and also having Trey Lance in the wings. He ran for two touchdowns, and they actually didn't punt all game, which was kind of crazy. Debo Samuel had a huge game, six receptions for 171 yards. And Justin Fields, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. He finally shows some promise with 10 carries, and 103 yards on the ground, which is what we've been waiting for. You know, he should, we should, they should be designing plays for him um, on the ground. There was a special fourth and one play for a 22 yard touchdown uh, that he scored going, uh, sorry, uh, scrambling out to his right um, and then turning around and beating three or four players to get into the end zone. That was crazy. And that's not something many players can actually do in the NFL. The kids got talent. I think it's more down to coaching. The one big thing, the reason I think this was, no Matt Nagy. He was in the COVID protocols. They actually had probably had someone there who knew what he was doing and knew what they had. So, you know, obviously that's going to happen. I think Fields with a good coach is going to be good. Uh, it's pretty much proven now. And Debo, special, special, special player, 817 receiving yards. Uh, which is the most in 49ers history, breaking uh, Jerry Rice for 781 in 1986. Measly numbers, really, to be fair. But, uh, I mean, he's got it, and he's got a lot of the season to go to make sure that record stays handy. Yeah, really bad and surprising numbers from the Niners. Um, I guess they just don't throw the ball to one guy, and they have receivers by committee. Oh, they run. Um, they're predominantly yeah. a run-first team anyway. Always yeah. But a guy like Jerry Rice, you would expect, you know, a 1,000 yards, no problem. Like, easy <laughs> peasy. But, yeah, uh, nice to see Justin Fields actually doing something. Um, it's got to be tough, you know. They're just getting smashed around. And for him to actually finally pull out a game, even though they didn't win, he played really well. Um, he's definitely number one QB, you know, like Andy Dalton, guys that hasn't even got a look in since Fields sort of took over. So, um, but yeah, no Matt Nagy made a big difference. Um, and Daryl Mooney leading, leading that receiving core there. Um, 
but yeah, just not much value in that entire Bears offense from a as a whole mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, I can't see them winning too many games. Maybe one, one or two more in this tail end of the season, second half of the season. Yep. All right, let's uh, move on to the Steelers and the Browns. Steelers winning fifteen to ten in a pretty ugly game. Uh, Pittsburgh D makes plays to break up passes, and they force to fumble. It's probably the most exciting thing in that game. Uh, and the experience that they have and Mike Tomlin and winning tough games came through. Obviously, you could see that. Najee Harris finding his groove finally. 26 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown. The O-line's obviously playing much better and he was able to, you know, make a big impact. Uh, could be a turning point for the worst for the Browns, however, uh, as, you know, this, this is now they had a 3-0 and start and now they have lost, I think, four on the trot. It's not good. Uh Miles Garrett, however, on a positive note for them, 10 and a half sacks, uh, breaking his own franchise record in the first eight games of the season. Yeah, um, the dog pound's got to be pretty sad at the moment. Uh, Baker's pretty bad, um, and he can't seem to do anything right. Um, he just can't pass the ball this season at all, um, and you can't just keep running it and expect to win. Uh, Steelers. Steelers are sort of spluttering too. Pretty ugly game. Yeah. Um, I only caught a few of the highlights and then I sort of went, you know what? I've got better things to do than watch watch some pretty bad football, really. Just, yeah, unless you're a Browns or a Steelers fan, you probably didn't watch this game. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. it was one of those bad. ones. <laughs> yeah, one of, the, one of those ones. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to uh, the white hot mic. 37 of 45 completions, 405 yards, three touchdowns. The Jets beating the Bengals, 34 to 31. Michael Carter also had a massive game, 15 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown, uh, nine receptions for 95 yards. Man, that's a huge game. And the Bengals' run game got stifled. Joe Mixon had nothing. They couldn't get going. And, um, yeah, Mike White. Second second quarterback since, uh, oh, second quarterback uh, with 400 plus yards in his first career start uh, since Cam Newton in Week One 2011 when he was drafted. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but I mean, he has been in the league I think for three years now. But um, still, he hasn't played a game. He hasn't started. So I mean, that's huge from him. Um, but man, what a game! I you know. Just when you think that the Bengals, like, yeah, they're good. They should win this game. No sweat, no problem. Can't pick it, can you? Just what the hell? Yeah, no, nah, super tough. Um, I'm going to take a mulligan on this one because I don't think the Bengals should have lost this game. Um, they got super flustered by what the Jets brought, which was we're not going to pass it any more than 15 yards and we're just going to just keep checking down and keep moving down the field. And they didn't have an answer for it. And it was a bit, it was really strange. Um, The Bengals are kind of doing Bengal things and we (laughs) thought they were a bit better than this. Um, And they should have beaten, they should have beaten the Jets. I've, it's got to be a knock to Burrow's confidence a little bit. You beat a guy like Lamar Jackson and then you can't, keep up with a guy like Mike White. Yeah. So what's going on? Um, someone needs to slap the locker room around a little bit. They need to find that identity again. Well, they um, need to be ruthless. You know, they can't, yeah. you know, they can't let games like this slip away if they want, you know, their, their division is quite tight. 
So it's I wouldn't. They were coming in division leaders of this. So yep. all they, they just had to win this, and then the Ravens weren't going to be ahead of the AFC North, and now the AFC North is, is up for grabs again. Well, and it's on, like yeah. the, they could have pulled away. Oh, well, let's see what they can do moving forward. All right, the Rams uh, ended up smoking the Texans. Obviously, the scoreline doesn't reflect that because of the last quarter heroics, but 38 to 22 was the end score. Cooper Cup having seven receptions for 150 yards and a touchdown. It was 38 to nothing in the first three quarters, which was just absolute dominance. They ended up playing their reserve quarterback for that last quarter. The only positive for Houston is that Tyrod Taylor is nearing a return because their garbage time offense against the Rams, who didn't really give a shit by the time it ended the fourth quarter. And uh, Cup is the only player in Super Bowl era with 900 plus receiving yards and 10 plus reception touchdowns in his first eight games. That's crazy. And he's also the first wide receiver with more than 10 touchdowns in the first eight games since... Megatron, Calvin Johnson, who was, in my opinion, a really great receiver that didn't that didn't play long enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about this game. Obviously, you know, uh, well, the Rams keep doing Rams things, Texans keep doing Texans things. Mm. Uh, Matthew Stafford has got to be in consideration for MVP at the moment. He's not throwing any interceptions. He's throwing a ton of yardage. He's throwing a ton of touchdowns and he's pushing potentially two players into elite wide receiver status. Like guys that could potentially go down as having just amazing careers if they keep up doing what they're doing. Cooper Cup, this might just be a flash in the pan, but I don't think so. I think this has been building for a little while and he's cementing himself as one of the great wide receivers. I think he is talented because you can put him in the backfield. You can put him out wide. You can you can have him run long, deep routes. Like You can use him in a variety of different ways. And he makes people miss tackles. You know, he is that good. I just think you're seeing what a guy like him can do with an elite quarterback like Matthew Stafford. Uh, and, you know, the world's his oyster and um, the sky's the limit for those two because they've already performed they've already formed a really great partnership and i think that's just going to keep getting better and better so cooper cup has got a total of 4494 receiving yards out of his career so far which is 2017 2021 so a quarter of those yards has just been from this year alone so as soon as you give him a decent quarterback he's away yeah what a guy all right let's uh let's let's move on to Crazy game. Another good game, actually. The Titans 34, Colts 31. Wentz missed more passes than he had all season in this game, and he threw a pick six late in the fourth and another leading to a Titans field goal in OT, which gave them the win. Man, Wentz is struggling. That that pitch that he... Oh, God. I just... I can't even... I can't even... No. I can't even talk about it. It just frustrates me talking about how Wentz is throwing the ball away. The Titans had 161 yards of penalties. Overcome, They overcame adversity to win this game. A.J. Brown, wow, had 10 receptions, 155 yards, and a touchdown. He continues to make a move forward. And Michael Pittman is a star in the making. He had 10 receptions, 86 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been mossing guys all season. Kind of crazy that he's been doing that. Huge breakout year for the kid. Um, huge news from the Titans is that King Henry – 
is to undergo foot surgery and he is going to miss the whole of the regular season. He might be back for playoffs, but that's massive for the Titans. Huge blow. Um, and obviously all day has been signed. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, 36-year-old running backs coming out of, uh, well, not retirement because no one ever picked him up after uh, last year with Detroit. Um, I think Adrian Peterson's probably one of the only guys in the league who could probably step into this sort of Titans offense and maybe do similar things to what Derrick Henry does. He's not going to have 200-yard games, three touchdowns. He's not going to produce like that, but he can move the ball. He did it with the Lions last year. Um they probably should have used him more than what they did, um, and they would have gotten more out of him. Um, that's going to be really interesting to, to watch. Wentz needs to stop playing hero ball <laughs> so much, and he needs to just just remember that like there's other guys on the team that can win him the game, and he doesn't need to do it all on his own. And and that interception that he threw right at the end for a pick six, it was basically either that or get a safety. He, they, he did go back down the field and tie it up. So, like, the guy is crazy. Like, he's, he's oh, super yeah, he's talented. <laughs> he's super talented, but it's just, I feel sorry for the Colts. He just like, has brain explosions, man. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the big problem here. That's why he cannot be elite, I don't think, is just the brain explosions. You yeah, can't, you've got to play smart, you know? Can't do what, can't do that. Can't do that and expect to have a job at the end of the year. No, well, yeah, they might have to review that position, even though they gave Eason away to you guys, basically. Um, yeah, I think they might maybe in the market for a quarterback. Who knows? Although, as we've covered, the quarterback class in this upcoming draft is not very strong, so I don't know where you would pick one up. All right, let's, uh, let's carry on to the divisional game of the Bills and the Dolphins. Bills ended up winning 26-11. Seven straight wins now against the Finns for the Bills, even though the offense struggled in the first half. Uh, Finns' D looked really, really good uh, in this game and contained most of the Bills' weapons, but um, the Bills' D ended up showing up in the clutch and a strip sack and a Jordan Poirier pick ended up, uh, you know, being all she wrote for um, the Dolphins. Josh Allen's 28 rush touchdowns. Uh, Ty Cam Newton for the most by a quarterback in his first 50 starts, which is crazy because Josh Allen is not a running quarterback, right? And Cam Newton was a running quarterback. That's how they were classed as they were brought into the game. Josh Allen has, uh, has all the tools, really, something that Cam doesn't. He can, he can throw – he's got a cannon of an arm. He can throw short, throw long, throw in between plays. He can run the football, design plays. You can't really say anything more about Josh Allen, and this Bills team is going to continue to move. Yeah, um, expected win from the Bills, probably the only one that we actually managed to pick. Um, last week when we sort of knew what was going to happen um, and it actually would be actually eventuated uh, Josh Allen off the bye. Um, they look fresh. They look good. Dolphins look tired. Tua looks, Tua looks okay. Um, but compared to that Bills team, just no chop. Um, yeah. Josh Allen, elite level quarterback. He's a dual threat. People got to stop kind of thinking that he can't run because he runs all the time and he's fast and he's big <laughs> you know he's, he's just a, he's an athlete yep 
No, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do this season. Uh, let's uh, move on to the Monday night football game. The Chiefs ended up beating the Giants 20-17 to and nail biter here. Uh, the Chiefs' offense still struggling. They, in this game, use a lot of designed runs, screens, and checkdown passes to gain their yardage. Uh, they're not the offensive juggernaut that they used to be. Uh, they turned the ball over two times again, and uh, the, they they gave away twelve penalties for one hundred and three yards. I mean, they're not they're not playing pretty football, but they managed to win this game. And Mahomes has thrown an intercept in seven straight games, the longest streak in his high school, college, and NFL career. Yeah, the penalties are the telling thing there. You can't give away 103 free yards um, and expect to, you know, win the game easily. Uh, the Giants fell apart. If they had one or two more weapons, like healthy weapons, they would have won that game. Um, yeah, Chiefs are pretty sad to watch at the moment. Uh, Mahomes can still throw like nothing else. Um, you know, he did... Uh, Peter Manning and Eli Manning went over it. He did like a cross-the-body like under under throw into double coverage straight to Tyreek Hill for a first down. And like, that's mm. crazy. Like that's not easy to do. It's ability. But, yeah. But like, what does it get you? Like, it, it's not like they're getting anything out of all of these like crazy, crazy plays. So like, that's the thing with Mahomes at the moment. It's like, you're still really talented, but you're not, you're not getting, getting the biscuits for, for all of this work that you're trying to do. And the, the defense is, just atrocious. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. We can we can monitor them moving forward, and um, you know, let's let's see if they can turn it around. I don't think so this season, but you know, it's something for them to rebuild next season with. If they have any draft yeah. picks? They're five hundred. You know, four and four, but like then that division's so bloated oh, now. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's the hardest division in the AFC. Yeah. All right, Manda, let's, let, why don't you take us away for the previews this week? All right, previews. So, we've got a pretty interesting week. Um, we've got four teams on a bye. So, we've got Bucks, Seattle, uh, the Lions, and sorry, the last team eludes me at the moment. But um, So, four teams on a bye, which isn't so bad, um, which means we've still got a few good games to cover. Um, first game up, Thursday night football is the Colts versus the Jets. So Wentz versus White. Can lightning strike twice? <laughs> Let's see. We've got the um, three and five Colts versus the two and five Jets. I am thinking that this is going to be a pretty low scoring, really tough game. Quick turnaround for the Jets. Um, let's see if they can pull it back off. Am I crazy to think that Mike White is going to just absolutely boss this game and you're going to get Michael Carter playing well? And it's going to be, I would, I, I don't know why, and I haven't bet this yet all season, but I, I, I would put, you know, just as a punt, I would put the Jets on a plus spread. I don't know why. It's my gut feeling. I don't believe the Colts can hold on to a lead, uh, no matter who it is. And I think the, the key to this game will be if Jonathan Taylor can get the run game going. If he can't, then yeah, they're in for a long night. Too much pressure on Wentz then if he can't, and then Wentz does Wentz things. And all the Jets really need to do is just play the same game that they played like four or five days ago, and they might have a really good shot at winning this. Yep. Um, next next game up, two and six Giants versus the five and two Raiders. Um, Carr and Co are off a bye, so they should be rest, uh, rested and ready to go. Um, I expect 
Waller to be back too and healthy. He has been he has been suffering a few injuries, but I would say he he comes back, um, which means that him and Renfro are going to get a ton of looks now, especially because now they're missing their deep man. Um, they're missing their speedster and rugs. Um, the Giants have been smacked by a huge amount of players going onto the COVID list. So again, they're not going to have much chop. Um, they were thinking maybe even Saquon will be back this week, but he's not back. He's out. They're going into a bye week next week. If the Giants don't win this game, this is it for the season for them. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'd be confident um, taking the Raiders. Their defense has obviously played well. Uh, they have two healthy backs in Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. And yeah, if Darren Waller comes back, I, I see their offense purring and he's definitely going to get a lot more targets due to uh, Henry Ruggs being out as well. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Yeah, there's not I expect much a, I, I expect a high scoring game. I expect Derek Carr to come out and just light the Giants up. The Gi- Giants aren't going to know what to do. Yeah. Um, next game up is the five and two Saints versus the um, three and four Falcons. Oh, all day Saints. But, yeah, no, no Winston. Don't matter uh, for the Saints. Um, Falcons are struggling. Really bad D. They've got the Saints have got a really good run defense. Um, that's basically how the Falcons move the ball at the moment is through the run. Yep. This is going to be a pretty much a route. Uh, I would I would put the Saints with a touchdown. On yeah, this one. I mean, I have to go with a team with a with the better defense. A way better defense, like and it's. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is going to be a real tough game. I think we're going to be a real tough tough game for for Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Yeah, I agree. Next game is the um, six and one Jags versus the five and two Bills. This is going oh, to be boy. an absolute. This is going to be an absolute route by the Bills. They're oh, just going to run right on the Jags. Um, Allen, if he wants MVP this year, he needs to run up the score. He needs to get four or five touchdowns, no interceptions, four hundred yards, maybe a running touchdown. Play a prop on Allen this week for sure. He's going to have a field day against a, a non-existent Jags defense. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, Bills should really run through the Jags. And, you know, I think question marks, again, should be placed on Urban Meyer after this game because they will be. They should be. You know, I yeah. mean, you got, you got, you. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I know it's tough against the Bills, but, you know, you can't keep losing games and you've got to show some fight, you know, especially last week they got routed. They should not have been routed. Um, no. by the Seahawks if we're completely honest you know I'm not I'm not bagging the Seahawks at all I'm just saying that a Geno Smith led Seahawks should not be routing anyone, anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For lack the, of a seagull, word, the, the, the Seagulls the Seattle with, Seagulls with, should not be should not be routing anyone and the fact that the Jags wouldn't weren't able to stay anywhere near touching distance that's a big problem so, you yeah. know, this is a statement game from the Bills. How yep. good are you? Can you put 50 points on one of the worst teams in the league? You should be able to. Um, yeah, there's another 11, 11 guys on the other side, but it doesn't matter. They're not as good as you. Mm-hmm. Next game, AFC North uh, divisional game. This is really big, actually. This is Bengals versus Browns, five and three Bengals versus four and four Browns, Burrow versus Baker. Um, I expect Burrow to come out and be pissed off, angry. He's going to look for Jamar Chase again. Mixon's going to want to show that he's a really good running back in face of their running back call that they have at the Browns. Um, 
Odell Beckham Jr. is still at the Browns. He hasn't been practicing. Will he suit up on the weekend? Who knows? Um, I expect that he won't play. Um, Baker doesn't go to him anyway. He, he doesn't get used. It's so that's, be really That's been like that since day one. Like they have yeah. not got on the same page since he was traded there. It's kind of crazy, really. A guy with so much talent is not able to connect with the court. Maybe it's Baker. Maybe it's Odell. I don't know. But there were there were huge rumors of him being traded before the deadline. Obviously, that didn't happen. He's now stuck there for the remainder of the season. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow, I, I, I have to go with him because I think he is the better quarterback, in all honesty. Um, and yeah, an, 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 an unexpected drop uh, from Jamar Chase in the end zone last week against the Jets, that doesn't happen. So I can guarantee you they're both going to be wanting to bounce back in this game. I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals in this game and a head to head. Yeah, definitely. I'm not too sure if it's going to be high scoring or not. It could be a bit of a a ground out, and you might see quite a lot of points in the garbage time. But you know, we just just not sure. I'm I'm a little bit indifferent about how many points are going to be scored. Uh, next game up though is the four and four Panthers versus the four and four Pats. Um, Look, the Pats just got to keep on rolling. This is a game that they they just need to just walk through, get through, and start playing a you know, some good football against harder opponents because the Panthers aren't a good test for them, but not like they need to be tested now. It's more like, can they, let's not lose themselves sort of thing. Let's not get caught up in the hype. Yep, you know who I'm picking. You don't need to know why. You already know why. But, um, yeah, I don't see the, if, if and especially if Donald's out, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, you know, both teams five. You know, both teams are five hundred. So, you know, they both got a. They both still got something to play for. Definitely, it's um not desperation the, times yet. I think the Patriots are just better, and I think they'll win. I Patriots mean, are definitely an unbiased opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think at the moment the Patriots are definitely a better football team. If the Panthers had CMC and they were cranking a little bit more on offense, it would be a much more interesting game for Agreed. sure. Next game up, six and one Cowboys versus the four and four Broncos, the Von Millerless Broncos. Easy. Uh, Dak should be back. Yep. Um, this is this is going to be pretty rough for the Broncos. They're yep. going to get scored on a lot, and CD Lamb's going to have a really good game. Amari Cooper's going to have another really good game. Um, CD Lamb, I think, is ranked ninth overall four receivers um, out of the total NFL um, that covers a lot of stats. He gets, he's over 200 yards after the catch at the moment. It's crazy. That guy gets the ball and he keeps moving while Samari Cooper gets the ball. And that's basically where you're going to see it, but it's good to have that sort of duality. You need to have that sort of dual threat. You can't have super similar wide receivers. Both are elite talents. Amari Cooper still wide receiver one. Um, CD Lamb being number two, but yeah, Cowboys, good team at the moment. Agree. Yeah, they can run the ball. They can catch the ball. They can do all sorts of things uh, with that offense and their defense, as we covered, is playing really, really well and only going to get better. they got so many good young playmakers on that team. I don't see any other result than the Cowboys absolutely routing the Broncos. Um, if Yeah, there's, there's not really much else to say except with Dak Prescott back, this game is all but a foregone conclusion. I'm definitely back in the Cowboys this one. Yeah, next game up is the 5-2 uh, Ravens versus the 3-4 Vikings. 
I like the Ravens here. They're coming off a bye. Um, they've got a little bit to prove now that Burrow, well, they've got a lot to play for now that the, the Bengals dropped that game against the Jets. They can solidify their sort of lead in the AFC North. Uh, this is going to be a real tough game for the Vikings. Really, really hard for them to sort of come up and win. They can definitely do it, though. Cousins just needs to bounce back, give the ball to Cook, you know, just play Vikings football, and they might actually be able to win this game. But I'm going to put my money on the athlete, which is Lamar Jackson here, for sure. Yep. No, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. This one will be a pick for me. It's it's hard, I think, to pick this game for me. Both both teams are good, and I think both teams will be in with a chance to win. I wouldn't be surprised to see this come down to like a fourth quarter play that changes the game. You know, um, sure. it's going to be tight for me. I would, I'd if if the Vikings are underdogs, I would be happy to put them on a plus spread in this game. I think they can still score. Kirk Cousins should bounce back from his terrible performance last week. And you know, as as much as uh, as much as Lamar Jackson obviously is a good athlete, a great athlete, elite athlete, he struggled before his bye week, and I don't know. Um, you know, he's he's a regular season beast. If he can keep it rolling, you know, great. But you know, who knows uh, which Lamar will come out this time? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, moving on to the 7-1 and one Dolphins versus the 7-1 and one Texans, the Battle of the Salad Dwellers. Um, this would have been really interesting if a trade was made, but since no trade was made and Deshaun Watson's not playing, it's um, the Don't Dolphins. Don't you mean 1-7, and seven, not 7-1? Seven well, oh, sorry, um, yeah, 1-7 <laughs> for, 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 for both of those teams. Oh, Lord. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be the day that'll when those the teams <laughs> when they go. Maybe, maybe if they had the Sean Watson uh, or one or either of those teams had the Sean Watson, they could possibly be seven and maybe one. Maybe if the Finns that, wound back the clock to Dan Marino, <laughs> or if it was just last year, yeah, <laughs> just wound the clock back to, clock back to last year and just have a you know a better quarterback. It's hard but for me yeah. not to pick the Dolphins there. Oh, definitely. Dolphins all day. Um, Mills is Mills is going to play a full game of football. <laughs> he can play a quarter of football, it seems, and he can put a lot of points on the board. But um, yeah, they just got to play a full game. I'll take the Dolphins here. Yep. Minus three. Not too much. But yeah, definitely take the Dolphins. Uh, next game up will be three, three and five Eagles versus the four and three Chargers. Um, I'm going to take her. Ooh. Hertz is really struggling. Um, so let's just see what happens there. Herbert's coming off a really bad loss, to be honest. Um, and can they get sort of get over that that loss and can they sort of push forward? The Eagles aren't as hard a team as the Patriots, so they should be able to do something. Um, I'll take the Chargers minus three on this one. Yeah, I agree. I think the Chargers should have a bounce back game. Herbert should have a bounce back game. There's no reason to suggest that they won't be able to win this game. Uh, might be tight depending on which Jalen Hurts shows up and which Eagles team actually shows up, but I think the money would be safe uh, with with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Yeah, next game up coming there's the four and four Chiefs versus the seven and one Packers. Uh, Rogerless Packers love starting due to co- Rogers being out with COVID. Um, 
I don't see Patty getting it going against the Packers, even without Rogers there. Love's a pretty good quarterback. He's going to have his weapons back. Lazard's back. Adams is there. The, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of value loss, but I just the Packers are a better football team at the moment. Yep. No, I agree. I think their defense is better as well. Their defense has actually been playing really, really well. I believe that they should beat this Chiefs team. We have seen the Chiefs struggle for so many weeks now. I don't think that change, uh, that trend changes this week. So, yeah, my money would be on the Packers for sure this weekend. Yeah, even with Love, he's, he's a good quarterback. It would be nice to see what he can do and possibly get, you know, two games in this season, um, depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers being out with COVID. Um, NFC West divisional battle, uh, the three and four 49ers versus the seven and one Cardinals. Um, cards are going to just run through the Niners here. They're going to be pissed off about losing that. I can guarantee you that Mr. Green's going to be looking for a touchdown. He's going to be wanting to rectify himself. Um, it's going to be pretty full on. This is going to yep. be a hell of a game to watch. Not my game of the week, but definitely a good game. I expect the Cardinals to route the Niners here. Um, take them with a I'm going to take them um, with a touchdown to spare. I agree. I think the Cardinals should bounce back from their uh, loss last week. Uh, un uncharacteristic loss, really. They should have won that game. Yeah, expect Kyler Murray and uh, and his co-hosts to come out and uh, play with a bit of fire this week. And AJ Green probably will look to rectify his mistake and maybe get a touchdown this weekend as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, moving on to Sunday Night Football, this is my game of the week. This is the 7-1 Rams versus the 6-2 Titans. This is Ooh. potentially we are going to see the return of all day, um, and that is always good fun. So, <laughs> and, and let's just see what Miller and Donald are going to do to him um, because it is going to be rough out there. That defense is going to be firing now. Um, can Cup and Stafford keep going? I think they can. They're probably going to push over a thousand yards <clears throat> this game. Um, maybe one, two more touchdowns. I can't see them stopping. Uh, it, this is the game of the week for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, this is this is definitely the game of the week. With Derek Henry out, it makes a huge difference, I think, for the Titans. But um, the Rams, it doesn't change much for them, you know, in terms of their offense. Uh, Cooper Cup will continue to do Cooper Cup things. Darrell Henderson will continue to run as Darrell Henderson runs. And Matt Stafford will continue to play at an elite level. I see the Rams winning this game, uh, but the Titans' keys to success, I think, in this game will definitely lie with their receivers, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, if he suits up. Uh, will be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, all day, who knows if he can be a uh, key component this week, maybe moving forward on another week because this Rams D is tough, but um, all day in Jeremy McNichols should watch out for those two and see what they do from the backfield because that's the only two options they have. Let's see what the Titans bring to the table. I'm still taking the Rams. They are elite. They are a Super Bowl contender, and I don't think they'll lose this game. Uh, High-scoring game for sure. Like this is take the over on this one, even if you're not too sure who to pick. Even though you should take the Rams on a touchdown for sure. Yeah. I think um, moving on to a bit of a snoozer for the Monday night football, which is the four and three Steelers versus the three and five bears. 
tough game if you're not a fan of either of these franchises it really really yeah. is um this is probably going to be one that you could afford to miss but it will be interesting to see whether or not fields can actually do something i'm not sure if Nagy is back um and for this game so i think all bears we'll... fans are hoping that matt Nagy stays in COVID for the rest of the <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe he just stays in COVID. who knows but yeah let's see what rossberger can do with all of the um with all of the weapons that he's got, you know, he still has some really good receivers out there and he's got, you know, a really good running back next to him. I, I expect the Steelers to win this for sure. They're yeah. not going to have a losing season this season. Um, they don't have a losing well, season. I think Mike Tomlin's experience, as well as the fact that the Steelers have a good defense, um, they may with Ben have a average offense, even though they have good weapons. But um, I think the fact that they have a good really good defense and, you know, pretty much a hall of fame coach, a future hall of fame coach will pay dividends for them in this game. They should win this game. I don't see the bears winning, but I expect as long as Matt Nagy's not the coach, Justin Fields to have another decent showing, which will then hopefully translate later in the season to maybe a few wins, which is what they want. But in this game, yeah, either bet the under or bet, bet the Steelers, I think. No, I'll I'll take the Steelers on minus uh, minus three, and I'll take the under two. Um, this this, and I would probably also take a player prop on Najee Harris as well. Um, yeah. you know, you know, take over fifty running yards, like that'll be an option. You know, like it'll be really some really just take some really no, nice easy stuff. This is a game you can definitely make some money on. It's quite predictable what's going to happen. The Bears have still got a really bad offense, so they're not going to score a lot of points. No, sir. Definitely not. Thanks for the uh, previews, Eddie. That's uh, another nice week of football we've got uh, in front of us. All right, I'll move on now to the fantasy section, uh, the injury reports. Uh, there's not actually too many too many injuries this week. Uh, Kyla Murray has been listed as questionable with an ankle injury. Cliff Kingsbury is not speculating his availability. More than likely, he'll play. Dawson Knox for the Bills. He is questionable with his broken hand unsure whether he'll play this week i don't think he'll be quite ready uh but who knows he might pull up okay christian mccaffrey uh matt rule says he expected he is expected to practice wednesday so he could be due back any moment now definitely watch that space sam donald is questionable with the concussion he suffered on the sunday game and late in the game uh damian williams for the bears is questionable with a left knee injury he suffered against the niners on sunday Probably not going to play, but do continue to monitor that. Uh, Dak Prescott, questionable. Um, Jerry Jones says he should play this week. Uh, there's no reason for him to play this week. He was ruled out late, obviously, last week, and Cooper Rush took his spot, but definitely Dak Prescott should play. Uh, Noah Font for the Broncos. He is listed under the COVID protocols as a positive case. He is out. Don't play him. Uh, Jamal Williams for the Detroit Lions. He is questionable. Do watch that space if you want to play him this week. I still think DeAndre Swift is the better back. Devontae Adams. Uh, he's expected to return to practice this Thursday, as is Alan Lazard. And Marquez Valdez Scanting, uh, Scantling sorry, is designated to return from IR, so he has time to now hit practice and potentially play this weekend. T.Y. Hilton uh, for the Colts is, uh, has had a concussion against the Jets. And he is ruled out, sorry, not against it, just he had a concussion against the Titans and he is ruled out for the game uh, against the Jets. 
James Robinson is questionable uh, with his ankle injury he sustained against the Seahawks. Uh, he is suspected to be day-to-day. Don't be surprised if Carlos Hyde gets the start. Kadarius Tony, he is questionable, suffered a laceration on his hand. Do want to monitor that if you got him. And Golladay and uh, Golladay is also questionable. And Barkley is out due to COVID, as you covered. Sterling Shepard, I mean, the list keeps going on for these bloody giants, and especially Shepard. I don't know if this guy's going to ever have a healthy season, but he's questionable again. Left Monday's game due to a quad injury. I don't know about this kid, but I think maybe his healthy days are over. You know, he's not going to have a healthy season ever again. Uh, Corey Davis, he's listed as questionable and listed as a non-participant in Tuesday's practice. I think he'll be fine to suit up. Uh, Zach Wilson is expected to return to practice for week 10. Uh, something to monitor for anyone that uh, watches the Jets or has Zach Wilson in their fantasy. Jalen Ragor is questionable with an ankle injury. Do continue to monitor that. Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell were both limited in practice, both questionable, but probably will play, I would say. Uh, George Kittle and Jeff Wilson Jr. as well for the 49ers. Have, they, have, they are expected to open up the practice window for them, which means they will be due back any minute now. Chris Carson, uh, old uh, Pete Carroll says he is, expects him to resume practice and retake the field in week 10. Good news for Seahawks fans. And Russell Wilson, again, good news for Seahawks fans. The pins have been removed from his finger and he's expecting to return week 10 against the Packers. Antonio Brown listed as questionable. I don't know his availability. You might need to check that. And Logan Thomas is expected to open up the practice. They're expected to open up the practice window for him for the Washington football team. Expect him to return within the next week or so. I've got a few free agency ads actually in terms of free uh, fantasy that may pique people's interest. Obviously, all day is near the top of that pile with Adrian Peterson uh, being one of one of Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols, one of two backs to add uh, this week. Carlos Hyde, pending James Robinson's injury status, is a guy to add. I've got either Boston Scott or Jordan Howard, really, if you want to take a punt. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the Eagles run game this week, as we detailed with their production over the first seven weeks and their production in week eight. Pat Freemuth, the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he is a great player, and I think he's a guy that should be rostered if you are looking to potentially get a sleeper tight end for the remainder of the season. Jamal Agnew for the Jaguars is someone I, sh- I would probably look to roster as well. He's looked good, even though the Jaguars have been getting beat. Uh, he, looks like, he looks like Trevor's favorite target out there and probably can continue that way. Jamison Crowder for the Jets. If Mike White continues to do Mike White things, Jimson Crowder has a really good future there in that Jets team. He's definitely someone I would look to add. Darnell Mooney, you brought him up uh, with the Bears. He is a really, really talented wide receiver and a really good deep threat. Justin Fields can launch the ball, and he probably can break off some really good plays as long as Matt Nagy stays in COVID protocols. Uh, Devontae Parker is someone to add potentially for the Dolphins. He played, he had a huge game last week. And I think uh, that that connection with Tua continues to improve. Uh, Jalen Waddle obviously will be their slot receiver. So he's definitely getting all the underneath routes, but all the big plays breaking out to Devontae Parker, definitely someone to look at. And that uh, pretty much wraps up my free agency ads. Did you have anyone that you looked at? 
there was a couple of guys that I looked at. Um, I've got a few issues at the moment because my first round, well, my second round pick keeps going out, um, getting injured, being um, Saquon Barkley. So I've been looking at running backs this week and just trying to find some good value. I like Dylan at the Packers. Um, I think if you, I, he, he might not be able to play him every week, but like definitely, like sometimes he gets a lot of, a lot of ball and he has like these massive games um he's just a really good talent i really like him um there's a few other guys too you want to maybe look at um their second running back for the new york giants uh new york jets as well it's johnson he's quite he's not too bad and maybe even if you have a look at um not Hines as well at Indianapolis. I know he get he doesn't get the ball all the time, all that sort of stuff. But we're looking we're late in the season now, and if you're looking to fill those holes, you kind of want guys who can do more than just run the ball. You want them to maybe get some receiving yards too. So that's sort of what I was looking at. Um, and also a good maybe a sneaky play this week from a um, defensive standpoint would be the Dolphins. Generally, I wouldn't say that, but they're playing the Texans. Agreed. So, so maybe the Dolphins—they don't have a great defense, so it could be a bit of a coin toss, especially if Tyra Taylor comes back. Yep, no, so, I agree. Yeah. And uh, I just like to let the people know that uh, me and Eddie were matched up in fantasy last week, and even without Calvin Ridley, my boys came through, and I secured the win. Unfortunately, super tough. Yeah, so tough. Kelsey just ruined me. Got two point seven fantasy points, and that, and then, and I had the Bengals, <laughs> and I had the Bengals defense. Yeah, because <laughs> they were meant to beat the Jets. Instead, they got thirty four scored on them. How yeah. unlikely! I'm surprised I didn't get negative points. Um, and it was yeah, I had like three really bad. Um, players like i well actually four mclaren only got five points swift got five points kelsey got two bengals defense got two hopeless absolutely (laughs) just and and, and all really good players who should be getting at least 10 points it's not like i was it's not like i was doing any hail marys or anything I had projected 100. We both had projected 120 points, and I don't think either of us cracked 100. It was no, a pretty I think rough, I had 80 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a really rough week. Yeah. Uh, really rough week from a fantasy perspective. And I've had two or three really tough weeks. I remember Derek Henry just plowed through me for one game. I was winning by more than 60 points, and he just came. Him and Stefan Diggs just came and plowed through me, and I lost that week. Last week, I lost because of some. Oh, I just, yeah. So to get to get an unlikely win, which is what this week was, feels really good. Hopefully, I can keep that momentum going this week. But um, yeah, good luck for you this week as well. I think uh, without Saquon, you might need a bit of help. Yeah, we're deep in the season now, and I'm starting Adrian Peterson as one of my backs because I'm bye week hell. Look at us now. <laughs> uh, well, four and four on the season, so we've still got a chance. I'm still making playoffs at this point, so All we're right. okay. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, to week four uh, or episode four, sorry, I should say, of the Fourth and Long podcast. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, do be wary of the giveaway that is going to be rolled out on the Facebook page. Um, hopefully, you can tune in next week for another 
great week of football. That's me signing out. Thanks, guys. Thank you.